0: hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast in today's episode i will be diving into the wonderful world of nature documentaries in today's episode i'll be talking about my favorite nature documentaries and this is a passionate topic for me because i love nature documentaries and i have loved them since i was a kid and usually that's not a common thing for a kid to like i mean you know cartoons were more popular but as a kid i was only allowed to watch tv after five and there were no cartoons on then but i always had a wide variety of nature shows and documentaries to choose from so I grew up watching documentaries like action movies. I still prefer documentaries to this day. My friends may think it's very, very odd, but I am a real nerd for nature documentaries. So if you're looking for any new suggestions for something to sit down and listen to while learning about fascinating animals in incredible locations, I'm the person to turn to. Seriously, I've watched a lot of them. Probably all the ones they have on Netflix, unless they have a few new ones. Maybe I haven't seen those. But <laughs> I definitely have watched a lot of nature documentaries. So in today's episode, I'm kind of just rattling off my thoughts about certain nature documentaries that just come to mind, and I will be writing a blog post about my top 10 favorite nature documentaries soon, so by the end of this episode, if you want to hear about more documentaries, there will be more in that post that I'm going to talk about today. But to start off, I distinctly remember Disney nature movies from when I was a kid, Disney nature movies were like princess movies to me. I would go to the movie theater to watch these, and I would beg my parents to let me go to the movie theater and watch this Disney nature documentary, and I do not regret a single thing. I still love the Disney nature series to this day, because it gives us such a unique perspective on animals' lives, and I just love the um, narration and the storyline that the documentary uses in all of its different movies and all of the different species that they cover, and I just find it so entertaining. Like, I think a lot of nature documentaries don't appeal to a lot of people. I realize that a lot of people think they're boring and they'd rather watch an action movie, but I swear, the Disney nature documentaries are some of the most entertaining things you can watch of the animal world, and not only is it fun, funny, entertaining, it is truly a family experience. You can watch it with anyone, and I think you could sit down, watch this with your grandma, and you'd have a great night. I just have such fond memories of these documentaries, and... Uh one that comes to mind specifically was the Disney Nature do- documentary about monkeys and I still remember the plot line of that documentary. So if you're not familiar with the Disney Nature series, I guess the plot line um I guess I have to explain what I mean by plotline. So, Disney nature documentaries kind of follow this storyline. They film these animals in incredible locations, beautiful, beautiful locations, and they film these animals in their natural habitat. They pick one family of this species, whatever species they're doing it on, and they will follow that family through the mom giving birth to the babies eventually splitting apart and going their separate ways into adulthood and i think that's really really interesting it's a coming-of-age story almost so if you like coming-of-age movies maybe you'd like this one too and especially the narration i found really entertaining because I don't know, I don't remember who narrates the movies, or maybe it's a different one every time, but I remember being, like, literally laughing out loud because of the playful comedy of the show, and um, is a great thing to watch for two hours, especially if you don't really like um, suspenseful movies or horror movies. Wait a second, even if you do like those kind of movies, I think you'd like this, because it does have a certain amount of suspense to it, and like a storyline to it, because not every animal they feature survives, and that's just the realities of the wild and the realities of the situations that those animals are in, especially if they're endangered species, they don't shy away from covering that, the struggles of those endangered species, and um, I think the monkey one in particular stood out to me because it didn't shy away from death. Um, One of the monkeys did die. He was... um, monkeys have a strict social order and if you're at the bottom of the social order you eat last and when food is short that means you don't eat at all so one of the baby monkeys in that movie did die of starvation it was really really sad but they ultimately turned it around it was such a great documentary to watch yeah, I definitely recommend the Disney Nature series for anyone who hasn't watched them. And even if you have watched one of the series, there are many, many, many Disney Nature movies. Um, there's one about elephants, too. Just, I really recommend checking it out. Um, they're on Netflix. I'm pretty sure maybe Disney+. Plus. Um yeah, they are definitely a good thing to watch if you're just in the mood for a heartwarming story and a coming of age tale in the beautiful wild. The next set of documentaries I'm going to cover is one that is very close to my heart, not because of how I first saw the documentary, but how I, what I learned after seeing the documentary, I think. These two documentaries I'm thinking of are "Chasing Coral" and "Chasing Ice." So "Chasing Ice" came out. Uh, "Chasing Ice" came out before "Chasing Coral," and I remember seeing "Chasing Coral" and then seeing "Chasing Ice," because um, "Chasing Coral" came out at the prime time of when I was watching documentaries, so I definitely watched that one as soon as it came out, and then after watching that one, I loved it so much, I went back to um, the previous movie in the series, which is called Chasing Ice, and as you can tell by the titles, these documentaries cover a story of global warming and it covers it in such a unique way that i haven't seen documentaries use very often i think it's pioneering the next um style of documentary so it's really really cool um they what makes this series different is that They show the the behind-the-scenes part of the documentary while you're watching the documentary, and it flows so seamlessly. It was so great. Um, They covered their challenges in the series of uh, technical issues and redesigns they had to do to be able to produce this documentary at all, and I thought that was so interesting to see the the behind-the-scenes so integrally part of the movie. Some other documentaries have behind the scenes like clips, but I think it didn't really compare. You have to really be a fan of the documentary to be able to see the behind the scenes and in this movie, it was so perfectly incorporated into the progression of the documentary. I just found that so, so interesting. And it's such a unique uh, kind of documentary. Part of the reason this series is so special to me is that I actually got to ask questions and actually like interact with the director of these two films, Jeff Orlowski. And I was totally freaking out on the Zoom call with Jeff Orlowski because I was so excited and I really wanted to ask all of these questions. But of course, I was with a group that was part of a startup organization that I uh, joined very early. So I was so honored to be invited to be able to speak and ask a question to Jeff Orlowski. And uh, he was so interesting and his stories that he told were so... Um, captivating, and uh, I just really, really loved to hear from him about his experience, and I think ultimately, I asked him a question about, um, I think it was about, like, the experiences, like, what was your favorite place to travel to or maybe it was about the animals that he did he have any like crazy experiences with animals Um, but I do remember asking him as many questions as I could and he was just such an uh, amazing speaker so that was really really cool to um, talk to him so the first movie in the series i watched was chasing coral and honestly this documentary changed my life because i think this one came out in around 2017 if i'm remembering correctly and that was around the time that i started opening myself up to the climate crisis because before then i was definitely more focused on wildlife conservation I didn't really have an interest in environmental causes unless they intertwined with my wildlife conservation interests and this movie really showed me how interconnected they really are and to be a wildlife conservationist, you have to care about the planet because it's just so connected. You can't be... A wildlife conservationist and throw out plastic every month. I was really young and I had no clue to what extent global warming affected the earth already and this film opened my eyes and allowed me to dive deeper into the subject even after the documentary. I dived into what the climate crisis was, learning all the vocabulary, learning how it intertwines with the wildlife conservation efforts that I have been looking into since I learned what an animal was. (laughs) So I really do contribute this film to igniting my passion for solving the climate crisis. And it has been such a big part of my life after that, that I can't not mention it in this podcast. I'm just now realizing that I didn't really explain what these two are about. So, Chasing Coral is about um, this team of oceanographers, scientists, um, that are trying to capture the changes that happened in different reefs around the world, during the climate crisis so they're capturing on video the difference between a healthy reef and a dead reef a bleached reef versus what used to be a thriving one so they had to experiment with a lot of different filming techniques and i think um it was really unique how they shared their experience And how they integrated the scientific part of that, which is that our Earth really needs people that are willing to step up and do something about the climate crisis and get these politicians to really understand the depth of the situation. And similarly, Chasing Ice, what came out before Chasing Coral, I don't remember when it came out because, like I said, I saw Chasing Coral first. Um, And then Chasing Ice is by the same director and it features unbelievable time lapses showing the melting of ice. And again, it's about raising awareness about the climate crisis and... um, Chasing ice was just revolutionary in showing the time lapse of ice melting because ice is something that we don't check up on very much. Like Arctic scientists know the situation, know how disastrous it has been. But for the average person, we don't see the ice every day, we don't see that change. And Chasing Ice really brings it to the people. And I found that really, really interesting, unique, and exciting. So I really recommend these documentaries to anyone who wants to sit down and really have a cinematic experience and be a part of the experience. It feels like you're a part of the experience because you get to see the behind the scenes, the problem solving, right as you're watching the documentary. So... Yeah, I definitely recommend. So, the next documentary I'm thinking of is the documentary on Jane Goodall. It's called Jane. And I don't really know if this counts as a nature documentary, but regardless, I have to include it in this podcast because Jane Goodall is such an inspiration to me. And her journey as a conservationist turned activist is really, really inspiring. And the fact that she is still advocating, still speaking to this day is amazing. I would recommend this to anyone who wants a spark of motivation because it really, after I watched it, I just wanted to like work on what I was doing for like another 24 hours. I had like a burst of energy ready to do anything and everything for our planet and our animals jane had a really really unique life and i think it shows in her documentary it's kind of like a like reading a biography about her but in a more visually appealing way i think than a book it shows what she's doing now what she has done in the past what she learned from her past, what she thinks we need to do in the future. It just covers everything, and I really, really love this documentary. And then another one that was similar to this one was David Attenborough's newer documentary, actually, um, A Life on Our Planet. And in this documentary, David Attenborough recounts his life, the evolutionary history of life on Earth, and... Kind of offers a vision for our future and what we need to do to make that happen. What I found really interesting about the documentary and I'm also reading his book right now I uh, just started it so I am really excited about that um, David Attenborough has always been a real inspiration for me because as a avid nature documentary watcher, he is definitely someone i am very very familiar with um he has voiced so many documentaries and paved the way for nature documentaries almost so it's really really interesting to read and watch something about his life i recommend this one like the jane movie if you want a spark of inspiration but also reality check (laughs) Definitely watch David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, because it is a really, really good one. You don't want to miss it. And speaking of David Attenborough, I just remembered another nature documentary that I loved. It's called Blue Planet, and this one I remember was very critically acclaimed. It was very popular. Um, It... It has been a while since I have watched this one, but I definitely remember it was about, uh, it was voiced and narrated by um, David Attenborough, and it was about um, the marine environment of Earth, and it travels around the world to examine oceans and their, the animals in the ocean. And obviously this one was a really popular documentary for me as a kid because I loved learning about all the different animals in this movie and the fact that it was voiced by David Attenborough, I just immediately was drawn to it because I had known his name for so long. Literally, (laughs) David Attenborough and Jane Goodall were definitely some of my biggest inspirations as a kid especially David Attenborough. He was just like everything I wanted to be. (laughs) So yeah, I cannot recommend this one enough either because it has such a fond place in my heart now because of how much nature documentaries taught me as a kid. I grew up in the Midwest there's not a lot of blue whales there, but you know where they were? On the TV screen with David Attenborough. So I learned all I could about blue whales, corals, anything I could from nature documentaries. And at the time I had like a flip phone and I didn't have my own computer. So I didn't really have access to the internet in the way that I do now. So everything I knew was from these nature documentaries that I watched after five o'clock and I was dutifully glued to the TV screen. And looking back on that makes me so excited for the opportunity that I will have in the future to interact with such animals And grateful for the opportunities I have had in the past. Especially when I was working at the sanctuary with small primates, reptiles, exotic birds. I am so grateful for all those experiences that I have had and that I found my passion so early in life. And that was definitely due to nature documentaries. So... Thanks, David Attenborough. <laughs> That's all I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please follow the podcast. Check out my blog at daretodreamgreen.com and follow at Teens and Grace Gone Green on Instagram. Until next time, don't forget to dream green. Bye.